Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everyone, konnichiwa, Nikki Young here, back with my true crime podcast series, Serial Napper. It's September 30th here in Tokyo, which means tomorrow, October 1st, marks my first ever special series, Serial Nightmare. Tune into this podcast all month long for spooky stories in celebration of my favorite holiday ever. Well, if you want to call it a holiday, I do. Halloween. We'll be telling ghost stories, creepy happenings, urban legends, all the fun stuff that Halloween brings. Stay tuned. First episode will be out within the next 24 hours. Tonight, we're talking about a case out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Why did a 22-year-old university student and son of a police officer walk into a party and stab five people to death? Was it a psychotic break or something more? We're going to dig into it tonight. But first, tonight's episode is sponsored by country music artist Todd Barrow, which kind of fits with the music scene in Calgary, doesn't it? I had a chance to check out Todd's music, and I love his voice. It's perfect for putting on the stereo while you enjoy a cool night by the fire. Obviously, I'm not the only one who thinks so, as Todd has really made a name for himself. He's appeared on television shows, including Good Morning Texas and Texas Music Cafe on PBS. He's even shared the stage and studio with some of country music's heaviest hitters, from CMA musicians and Miranda Lambert's band to Fort Worth producer of the year Bart Rose. Todd Barrow's music offers something for everyone, from romantic lyrics the ladies will love to guitar tunes that you can drink to. 
Check out Todd's album, Texas Country Nation, with hits like The House That Love Built and Barcode that are true to his Texas roots. Todd offers a great balance of both traditional and modern country, so his album has something for everyone's ears. Check out Todd's website at toddbarrowmusic.com. He's also on Facebook and Twitter at Todd Barrow Music. I've also got his links over my show notes, so go check it out. Stay tuned halfway through the episode for a short clip of what Todd has to offer. All right, let's jump into tonight's case. The day is April 15th, 2014, and for the University of Calgary, it's time to celebrate. It's Bermuda Shorts Day, which is an annual end-of-the-school-year party to celebrate the end of classes. It's been happening for 60 years now, with this year being the first year it had to be cancelled due to COVID, so it's a tradition that's not to be missed. There were lots of parties happening in celebration, including a small party held at a grey and blue split-level house on a quiet block on Butler Crescent in the nearby neighbourhood of Brentwood. The house itself was known as a student rental unit and was currently being rented by five friends and students at the University of Calgary. Now, to be clear, this was a small gathering, pretty quiet in terms of the university parties I remember going to. There was a fire pit in the backyard that some students were hanging around. Others sat on couches with a drink in hand inside the home. Overall, the evening seemed to be going pretty smoothly. 22-year-old Matthew DeGrood was just finishing up work at his stock clerk job at Safeway, which is a grocery store chain. He was invited to this party by one of the roommates at the Brentwood house. His name was Brandon McCabe. He texted Brandon when he was en route and asked for directions to the house, which Brendan thought was really strange because Matthew had been to this house before. The pair agreed to meet up at a service station near the house and walk back together. During the walk home, Matthew handed Brendan garlic, saying he might need it for the apocalypse, which, of course, Brendan thought was strange. Well, things were about to get even stranger once they arrived at the house. It began with Matthew telling other partygoers about strange conspiracy theories, which itself isn't that weird. Actually, I remember conspiracy theories being a pretty hot topic when I was in college, and everyone seemed to believe them. People at this party mostly ignored him. But later in the evening, he began talking about how he thought that the world would end at midnight. He put on blue surgical gloves, like the ones from hospitals, saying he needed them in case he had to take someone out during the apocalypse. And he even kept the gloves on when he washed his hands in the sink. He also had more garlic on him and carried the garlic around in his pocket. He started talking about the blood moon, the apocalypse, and vampires. During another conversation with someone at the party, Matthew stated that his parents thought he was going insane and that they wanted him to seek help and get medication. Those who knew him kind of brushed this off, knowing his parents were really strict anyway. Sometime after midnight, a witness at the party saw Matthew throw his cell phone into the backyard fire pit. He then smashed it with an axe and threw it against a fence. All of these things were really strange, but nobody could have predicted what would come next. A little after midnight, a group from the party, including Brendan McCabe, decided to leave the party to go get some food. They returned to a horrific scene just after 1.20 a.m., 
there was screaming coming from the home. Brendan then saw a partygoer by the name of Josh Hunter run out of the house with Matthew charging behind him with a knife. Brendan actually chased after Matthew to get him to stop. He was able to catch up, grab his arm, and convince him to let go of the knife. That's when Matthew turned to him and said, It's the night of the long knives. And then he ran off into the night. Brendan actually chased after him. Once he caught up to him again, Matthew wiped his bloody hands on Brendan's hands and told him they were blood brothers now. And then he warned his friend not to get in his way or he would be his next victim. So Brendan let Matthew go. Brendan walked back into the house to find the most horrific scene you can imagine. 911 was called and police arrived to the scene at around 1.20 a.m. to find Joshua Hunter, 23 years old, on the front lawn, alive but fatally wounded. Zachariah Rathwell, 21 years old, and Jordan Segura, 22 years old, were both dead, found lying next to each other on the main floor. Nearby, a friend tried valiantly but unsuccessfully to keep Lawrence Hong, 27 years old, alive by applying pressure to his wounds as he lay on the couch. Another friend tended to Katie Perez, 23, who was conscious after being stabbed, but died later at Foothills Hospital only a few minutes after Hunter. Now let's talk about what had happened while the group had gone for food, according to some of the witness statements. Lawrence Hong was asleep on a love seat in the living room. Josh, Katie, and Jordan were all sitting together on a couch across the room. Zach was in the kitchen. What happened next happened quickly and unexpectedly. Matthew walked into the kitchen where he found a chef's knife with a 21-centimeter blade. He stabbed Zach, who was in the kitchen, seven times, then went into the living room. There was no warning. There was no fight. There was no altercation. He just started stabbing. He stabbed Josh six times and he stabbed Jordan once. Katie tried to escape and run out of the living room, but he quickly caught up to her in the dining room and stabbed her four times. Lawrence, well, he was still asleep when he was stabbed four times. Despite suffering life-threatening injuries, Josh got up and ran out of the door of the house Matthew followed him, and that's where the groups collided, with Brendan running after Matthew, who was running after Josh with a knife. I love to travel. From the bustling city of Tokyo to the beaches of Thailand, there's nothing I enjoy more than getting the chance to see the world and experience different cultures firsthand. But the language barrier, it can be an issue. Sure, you can use an app on your phone, but things often get lost in translation. I truly believe that learning at least some of the language of the land that you're visiting is the first step to ensuring a smooth and meaningful experience. That's why I'm excited about Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Japanese, Spanish, German, Korean, Italian, and more. Learning a new language can be tough, especially with all of the different nuances. 
But Rosetta Stone is designed to help you speak like a local, so you'll feel confident in what you're saying. I don't know how many times I've been traveling to a new country and struggled to get my point across just because I wasn't properly pronouncing something that I thought I knew, which is why I love Rosetta Stone's built-in true accent feature, which helps you master your accent. They also have convenient desktop and app options so you can learn on the go. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership includes all 25 languages, So once you're finished learning one language, you can start on another. Whether you're an avid traveler like me or just want to impress your friends with a new skill, it's a steal of a deal at 50% off. That's right, 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Thankfully, police were able to track Matthew down in the neighborhood quite quickly. However, he didn't go down without a fight. He was taken to hospital with minor injuries after he was tracked down by police canine units. Now, if you see his photo, he's a scrawny guy and he literally fought off burly police officers and a German shepherd to avoid being arrested. Officers who took part in the arrest said he punched a canine dog and ran towards a sergeant who had his pistol drawn. The sergeant, thankfully, or I don't know, maybe not so thankfully, saw that Matthew wasn't armed, so he didn't fire and he sidestepped a punch from the suspect. A canine unit officer standing nearby took him down with a punch to the face. Officers who searched him found a clove of garlic in his right sock. He stated that he had it to keep the zombies away. He also told police that he attempted to provoke the officers into shooting him so that he would be reincarnated. To make things even more complicated, police soon learned that Matthew DeGrood was the son of a veteran high-ranking officer with the Calgary Police Service. And now he was about to be charged with five counts of first-degree murder. So they bring him in to the hospital, he's treated for his injuries, and then he's asked to provide his statement of events. So this is how it all happened according to Matt. He was having a conversation with one of the victims during the party. He said, we were talking about more Buddhist philosophies, that we're all going to die, so just have fun, have sex, etc. He obviously disagreed with me and was towering over me. I asked him to give me my space. We were walking towards the knife block, so I decided to shoot first because I didn't know what he was going to do, so I stabbed him. He went on to say the others left the house freaked out, so he stabbed them as well. I guess they were just a byproduct. That in itself doesn't make sense, but it also doesn't explain any of his other really weird behavior. So this guy sounds like he's having an absolute mental breakdown. So as you can imagine, on April 22nd, 2014, Matt is ordered to undergo a 30-day assessment to determine whether he is mentally fit to stand trial. 
The doctors who assessed him said he was clearly experiencing a psychotic episode at the time. Evidence showed that he believed he was the son of God and Hitler reincarnated and that his victims were Illuminati, werewolves, and Medusas. Let's talk a little bit about Matthew DeGrude and who he was before the events that happened that evening. Matt was actually attending the University of Calgary, and he was planning on attending law school. He had really big aspirations. He was actually a really great student with lots of dreams. Prior to the stabbings, he was also an employee of Safeway, where he was said to be a very hard worker. His co-workers said he was friendly, always smiling, and he would always say hello to everyone when he started his shift. As I mentioned, he is the son of a police officer. His father is Inspector Doug DeGrude. Um, He's a 33-year-old veteran of the Calgary Police Service, and he's held several senior roles. Matt was generally known to be a good kid. He wasn't known to do drugs or drink a lot of alcohol, but according to his parents and classmates, his behavior did start to change in the weeks before the stabbings. Apparently, he began posting more frequently on Facebook. He started submitting really bizarre status updates. And hours before the killings, he posted the title of a Megadeth song called Dread and the Fugitive Mind to his Facebook page, which, okay, I don't know if that's relevant, but it was listed, so I thought I'd share. Prior to the stabbing, he also sent text messages to his parents claiming that he was going to harm himself, which kind of makes me wonder, like, was he really suffering from psychosis or I don't know. I mean, he had the know-all to text his parents. I I don't know. I'm not a professional. But overall, there weren't any real signs that something like this might be coming. You know, with some mass murderers, you kind of just get a gut feeling like they might be capable of something really horrible, but this just wasn't the case with Matt. On May 22nd, 2014, Matt DeGrude was found fit to stand trial, which just means that he was found to understand the whole legal process and he was able to instruct counsel. During the trial, Matt told the courtroom that he heard a male voice who he thought was Satan telling him to kill the five young people before they killed him. He would eventually be diagnosed with schizophrenia, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it. After a grueling trial that must have been incredibly difficult for all of the families, on May 25, 2016, Matthew DeGrude was found not criminally responsible for the five homicides on the basis of a mental disorder, schizophrenia, that caused a psychotic episode during the killings. According to his lawyer, Alan Frey, he intentionally killed the five victims, but he believed that they were werewolves and vampires who threatened his life. This sentence means that Matthew was sent to a psychiatric facility to be treated rather than being sent to jail or prison as a punishment. It also means that over time, he gets to be reassessed to determine whether he's eligible for any sort of extra freedoms or privileges. In the latest update that I found from September 8th of this year, so about a month ago, a little less than a month ago, Matthew, who is 29 years old, said at his review... The magnitude of my actions that night were devastating and caused so much pain and suffering. 
I'm very sorry for what the families of the victims have endured and continue to feel. Every day, I feel the weight of the offense and how tragic it is on so many people. My Christian faith gives me strength to deal with the guilt and the enormity of this tragedy. I pray that someday those who are suffering because of my actions may find peace. A psychiatrist treating Matt said that he has made progress, but any new freedoms should be granted slowly. He currently remains at Edmonton's Alberta Hospital, but he has stayed overnight at his parents' home in Edmonton seven times, and he has taken hospital transportation to scheduled appointments in the city, so he has been out in the city. He has not yet taken public transit or transitioned to a group home, largely due to a change in his antipsychotic medication, but that's always a possibility in the future. His psychiatrist went on to say, We've recommended to the board that there be no changes, but there is a possibility that he could transition to a group home. In my view, that's probably unlikely in the next year. Matthew DeGrood's lawyer, Alan Frey, said his client has made real progress and made every effort to turn his life around. He went on to say that he should be granted an absolute discharge. The scary part about that is this could happen. This case is similar to the Greyhound bus beheading in terms of what happened to the murderer. Everyone has their own opinions about what should happen to mentally ill people who murder, but I will give you a very, very brief explanation of mine. I mean, this is a very complex topic, but I believe that prison is no place for the mentally ill. These people should be treated for their mental illness instead of being punished in a prison setting. However, I also believe that these people are absolutely capable of committing these crimes again, and therefore, I don't think they should get to live amongst the public. In these situations, especially with Matthew DeGrood, who brutally murdered five people, a few of which he knew personally, I think he needs to stay in a treatment facility forever. I believe that public safety comes before his rights, but I would love to hear what you think. So for now, he's in this facility, but we'll see what happens as the years go by. I mean, he's going to be up for review every so often, and the families literally have to go in and hear him plead his case as to why he should get more freedoms while their children lost their lives at his hands. So that is it for tonight. I want to once again say a big thank you to tonight's sponsor, country singer Todd Barrow. Check out Todd's website at toddbarrowmusic.com. He's also on Facebook and Twitter at Todd Barrow Music. And I've got his links over in my show notes so you can go check it out. His music is on his website, lots of information about him, and any upcoming events he'll be at. As for me, if you want to reach out, you can always find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can search for me on Apple, Spotify. I'm basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube if you prefer to watch videos rather than listening to your phone. Just check out my username. It's Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. Head over on whatever app you're listening to me on and leave me a review if you don't mind. Seriously, it's the best way to support me. So if you're like, wow, this chick's kind of cool. I like her. Go leave me a review. I'd super appreciate it. All right. Until next time. Don't be a Dahmer. Bye.